The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream Show, where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. Grateful to be here on Unity Online Radio. And I'm thank you, thanking, thanking, thanking them so much in the spirit of Thanksgiving, um, also for being so flexible with me. Today was supposed to be a pre-record. I kind of went back and forth because I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to do the show today live, but lo and behold, here we are. We're doing it live, and it's a very special show that I'm really honored and excited to bring to you. Um, I guess I'll tell you why. Normally, I start with a little prayer, so I'm going to just do a little prayer centering really quickly. And to let you know that, yes, we will take your dreams, and this is a live show this is real. We're on Facebook live. So we're doubly live, live on Facebook, live Kelly Sullivan Walden dreams. You can join us there so you can see what we're doing. And if you want to listen and send in a dream and talk to us on the air, the number to call is 816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. And I recommend that you do both so you can listen and watch and then interact in, in both ways. I apologize in advance. Sometimes the when you post comments in Facebook, sometimes it doesn't show up. If there's a little bit of a delay, but I will check in at the break to see what your comments are. And at the break is when I'll take your questions. So um, a quick little centering. Take a big breath with me, if you would. Big, deep breath. Releasing and letting go of all of the getting here. dropping it all away. I know sometimes holidays can be wonderful and they can also be intense. They can be emotional. There's a lot of, there's a lot of charge around the holidays. So you might be in the swirl of that. So just give yourself permission to just take a breath and just release it, drop it all like it's hot because it is (laughs) and let it go into the nothingness from whence it came. Open yourself up to the brand new moment, to the sunlight of the spirit that is encoded just for you, that is guiding you, that is centering you, that is filling you up with the wisdom and the guidance that you need in this particular now, in this particular dream, in this particular moment. So with this, I'm just grateful for you, grateful for Unity Online Radio, grateful for for Louie and 
for the whole team at Unity, for Jeff and for Diane Ray and all of you. Thank you so much for helping to bring this show to life. And thank you to all the listeners and to those who call in and participate. You're so deeply loved and appreciated by me. Okay. So with that, I want to share a little bit about this amazing, these amazing couple of men. There's one man that you can see on the screen. This is Bob, Robert J. Thompson. So let me tell you who he is first, and then we'll talk about Eugene Kavalinko. So Robert J. Thompson, MD, was a practicing dermatologist in Los Alamos, New Mexico for nearly 35 years. He's always tried to be open to new things, even if he didn't understand them. And this open mind led him to learn the Cree process from Eugene Kavalinko. Robert has recorded over 800 dreams in his own journal. One day, he offered to help Eugene write up his work, his life's work, in the development of the Cree process. That's C-R-E-E-I process so he could it could be more widely disseminated and understood and the result is the culmination of this book portal to meaning a process for unlocking dreams that's what we'll talk about today he lives with his wife michelle and he's got two adult children who i hope he'll be seeing for thanksgiving so hello bob welcome to the show you there thank you, thank you. it's a real pleasure to be here thank, thank you for joining so originally, Eugene Kavalinko was um, going to be my guest, and um, this extraordinary man, I'm just so grateful to have had the blessing to meet in person a few years ago in 2017 at the International Association for the Study of Dreams, um, IASD, and um I had this wonderful and strange and bizarre connection with him. I'll break it down in a little bit more detail in a moment, but he's not able to be with us physically. He's um, having some health challenges, and I hope that us talking about his book, I hope when he hears it, this will energize him and hopefully give him a new lease on life or at least help him to know that his legacy is, is living on way, way, way beyond him. I think that's the ultimate compliment when your work can be talked about with passion and you don't even have to physically be there. Um, so, whew. all right. So first, Bob, let me just ask you, how are you doing before I go on with how I met Eugene and then that whole story? How's it going on your end of things? Well, I'm doing fine. I, uh, again, it's an honor to be here and I'm uh, really pleased to be talking to uh, an audience that uh, is tuned into dreams and appreciates the importance of dreams. Uh, yeah. The and I, I uh, took Eugene's course, I think, in 2007 or something like this. And uh, so in uh, relative to uh, to his experience with dreams, uh, I'm a, a relative newcomer, uh, but I, I've come to appreciate very much the importance of dreams and uh, how we uh, process uh, those dreams or forget them or forget them. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love that you, that you actually counted that you've recorded over 800 of your own dreams. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That must've been through a, 
I don't even want to know what your process was there, but you counted that. Gosh, I think I just started with number one. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) Well, then you have some, you have some experience in the dream world and, and having worked on this book with Eugene, you have some serious cred factor. So I, I teased in my email um, that I would, I would share how I met Eugene and, and it's in the introduction, actually the foreword, I got the privilege of writing the forward to this amazing book. And the story goes like this. So I was at the International Association for Dreams conference, and I was prepared to go to a a class on shamanism. I was really excited about that. And there's all kinds of different breakout rooms and ballrooms and places to go. So I had my map and I was following the directions to where I thought I was supposed to go. And I ended up in this room that was dark and kind of was that thought, oh, I'm going to sit as close to the front as possible. I tend to learn more when I sit up front. And then I noticed what was written on the screen um, at the front of the room. And it was like, wait, that's not shamanism and dreams. It was said something about a process for unlocking s- dreams. Um, I remember it said something about secretive. And I was like, and in the description, I'm like, wait, what's, why would anybody be secretive about dreams? Why wouldn't you just be open about them. This I need to get out of here. This isn't a room I want to be in. And then just then, this bearded man with a twinkle in his eye started bellowing this beautiful spiritual, this beautiful song, and it caught me off guard. And he, he, and his singing was wonderful. He had this deep and profound baritone, and I thought this man is a shaman this is a trickster. He, he reminds me of a, he's got a coyote kind of a energy to him. He has this beard. He looked kind of with a little handlebar mustache. And and after his song, he started talking about his secretive Cree method and a way to be able to speak about dreams um, and decode them without people knowing necessarily what you were dreaming about. And I ended up doing the practice and he, he suggested this process. And I had a dream the night before that was very disturbing so much so that I was just, Ooh, I felt like I was on backwards and um, I processed my dream through his formula and I started sobbing. I had this breakthrough and it was this like Eureka moment and he asked me what was going on I'm like I thought this was supposed to be secret (laughs) (laughs) but I was apparently my tears were disrupting the class and so he asked me and I shared I shared about my dream and I shared about my aha and um I just it's like something cracked open in me and um I'll share what that dream was in a little bit I'm going to tease that a little because it's kind of pg-13 r-rated maybe R-rated, but Eugene and I struck up a very lively conversation after the seminar and his, I believe it was his nephew was telling me about the fact that he was featured in the movie Spies Under Berlin Mm -hmm. and that he was, he was, he inspired the movie or was part of the inspiration for the movie Men Who Stare at Goats. He's he's he knows how to do telekinesis and he's he's psychic on a on a level that is that is beyond what ordinary people think about being psychic and 
in such a way that the government would hire him to operate on a very, like on a global scale. And I just was blown away by this man. And he has such a warm heart. And and um, I was asked to write the foreword to his book. And that just kind of put me even more deeply connected. So anyway, this book has finally come out after after several years. And And Eugene, if you're listening, if you're watching, just know that you have a fan in me. And I am so happy to promote this wonderful book, your wonderful work, Portal to Meaning, A Process for Unlocking Dreams. So Bob, maybe let's start off by telling people what Cree stands for, and maybe they can on their own. Let me just suggest that people think of a dream, call a dream to mind. I'm going to do the same. And when Bob talks you through this, this simple process, um, get get something to write on and see if you can track your dream through this process and see what kind of insight occurs for you. All right, Bob, take it away. All right. Well, the, um, the process uh, is to ask 12 questions of how you as the dream dreamer uh, behaved in the dream. Uh, the Cree is C-R-E-E-I. Those are the first letters of the of the main points of the first five questions. So it's kind of easy to go one, two, three, four, five on those. Um, the C, uh, the first question is, was the was the dream clear? Uh, was I clear on on uh, the details of the dream? And generally, if you can write out the dream, it was clear enough to say plus on this. Uh, and the way uh, at first uh, Eugene tried to score this one through 10, and that was just way, way too complex. Uh, so he, he uh, uh, we score it a, a plus <laughs> or a, a question mark or a minus. A yes, maybe no. Uh, so plus question mark minus. So clear. Is, is it clear in, in your mind? Is your dream clear? Uh, second, second question is, um, uh, how responsive are you uh, as the dream as a dreamer to other characters in the dream you know, characters can be any uh, anything in the dream if you're sitting in a chair uh, and you know in your dream you're sitting in a chair the chair is a, a character uh, the desk is a character the lamp is a character uh, the, and so on uh, so i uh, but are you responding, and, and of course, human characters too, uh, are you responding to those characters? Uh, and Or are you just watching, like you were watching a movie and not, um, mm-hmm. not seeing? Uh, the E, first E, is for emotion. Are, are you experiencing emotion while you're doing this? And uh, if you are, uh, then that's a plus. If you're just flatline. The, uh, that's a minus. And if you don't know, again, a question mark. And there, there's nothing nothing actually set in stone about this plus minus question mark sort of thing. You can come back and say, yeah, actually, I, I was having a, uh, quite a few emotions during that. So I'll change that from a question mark to a yes, that sort of thing. You, it's a, uh, th- these are all just learning tools. The uh, and uh, by emotion, uh, they can be positive or, or negative emotions. It, it, it's were you having emotions uh, rather than 
whether they were good emotions or, or uh, fear emotions. Uh, the second E is for expression. As you're interacting with other dream characters, are you expressing yourself? Are you talking with the other dream characters or are you uh, in, uh, communicating them uh, non-verbally in, in ways or uh, here again, are you just uh, inert and watching it like a TV show? Uh, and then uh, the uh, I, so we've gone through C-R-E-E and then the I is the fifth question and that's uh, interacting. Uh, and that's we've kind of, these are all overlap too, but uh, really looking at are are you interacting with the other characters? Sixth question is uh, was it complete? Do you have a feeling that that the dream was a complete dream, or were, was it kind of trailing off into uh, into incompleteness, uh, into uh, uh, no resolution to the dream? So. Uh, the sixth question, uh, C, is completion. Seventh uh, question is pleasant. What, is the dream pleasant? And I don't need to enlarge on that. Uh, it's a, a, a just kind of face value, um, plus uh, question mark or minus. Uh, were you safe? Same sort of thing. Were you, were you as the dream dreamer uh, in a safe condition or were you falling off the cliff or just what was mm. happening to you? Um, the, uh, the next question is esteem. Where, how did you feel as a dream character? Did you have good esteem? Did you, uh, mm. did you feel good about yourself? Mm. Uh, uh, the 10th question is, um, uh, uh, authenticity. Were you being your real self and dealing with the other dream characters? Are you, were you mm. just play acting? Were you trying to be someone else? that you really weren't. Um, and uh, the uh, 11th question is a word that uh, is in the uh, Oxford English Dictionary, but it isn't very often used. And that is beloving. Uh, were you beloving? Were you uh, uh, loving of the other characters so that they could see themselves in a, in a good, uh, good light? And the 12th question is becoming. Uh, were you moving in a positive direction? Uh, were you becoming uh, a more whole person? Uh, so those are the 12 questions that, uh, that Eugene eventually came up with. And I'll, I'll say that uh, this, was, this was a process. Uh, there's a chapter in the book about, about this process. Uh, I find it a, to have been a remarkable process and one that isn't really complete. Uh, he would say that if he was here, uh, the um, the process was one where uh, he tried things. He tried this than that. And he's a scientist, by the way, and so <laughs> that's what scientists like a real do. one, <laughs> uh, like a PhD scientist, uh, a real right. scientist. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, so he would try various things, and things some things didn't work, and some things did work. And this is what he's landed on. And he has said many, many times to me, he said. Uh, I hope that this is just a stepping stone for other people uh, to develop this even more. This is not the end product. Uh, so so. The, in the interesting thing about this is that it's, it's very intellectual. And yet here I am tearing up again. It, this is uncanny. And I'm not somebody who cries regularly. I'm not, I'm not like a, I mean, I've been accused of being an ice queen more than I have 
uh, 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 somebody who cries too much. And this, for some reason, it touches me. And I think what I just noticed was it's a few of these questions. Um, one of the questions about self-esteem, oh, that one like gets me because the dream that I shared in back in 2017, when I met him, there wasn't, there was, it was very low self-esteem and um, the authenticity. Ooh, that was the one that also hit me. It was like, no, it was, it was opposite. It was totally opposite. And I can even think of the dream that I brought with me this morning is similar, even though it's, I'd, I'd say it's a stair step up, but it, but that really, um, I think, there's something just very odd about those questions that, I mean, they shouldn't cause me to be so emotional, but I am, I'm just like, Um, so maybe I'll share, should I share the dream that's in the book? What do you think? Um, Well, I guess I'd I'd rather continue on just a little bit. Great. Yeah. Uh, Tell me a little more. Okay. And talk about the patterns. Now you can learn, you can learn about each of the, from each of these questions. Uh, but uh, Eugene noticed that um, if uh, that they've sort of fell into four different groups. Uh, one group was if all of them are plus, he called that a transformative dream. It's pretty unusual, pretty right. unusual. But yeah. if, if when that happens, you treasure that dream, you treasure yes. it. And sometimes, sometimes a dream doesn't seem like it's uh, that all that much of a treasure, and then you score it and say. Well, yeah, yeah, that was a really special dream. Uh, so uh, all pluses is uh, transformative. If if one or maybe two of them are question mark or minus, uh, he called that calls that a trans or a motivational dream. In other words, it motivates you to wonder, okay, what can I do? What could I have done to change and make it into a transformational dream? And he suggests poetry or other devices for. Uh, for working with uh, with a with a especially a motivational dream, and then if if uh, two or more of the first six questions are minus or a question mark, uh, then he would uh, call that a an anticipatory dream. Uh, he he would say, "Watch out, something's coming." So your your subconscious is telling you something. Uh, be alert to what's happening in your life because something something's percolating in there and is trying to get that message to you. And then the fourth uh, uh, pattern is um, traumatic. If if, uh, two or more of the last six questions are uh, minus or question mark, then uh, he would call that a a traumatic dream. And and many dreams are both anticipatory and traumatic. So uh, Yeah, I think that was the category mine fit into. Yes, definitely (laughs) so. (laughs) And so working, uh, kind of boiling it down in those ways, too, you can uh, learn about that. uh, Before you go on, I wanted to also (laughs) talk about secretive. And the the point of the secretive is not to not share dreams, but sometimes you just don't want to share a dream with, with other people. I mean, it's just too embarrassing <laughs> to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to share it. And, uh, but with this, you can say, I had a dream that was, was so clear and, and then go down the questions and describe the dream in that way. And the person receiving the information can know what, how that dream affected you without knowing that you, you know, you were 
<laughs> running ba- buck naked through the Coliseum or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd really like to hear your uh, what you had to say about your dream there. Well, I just uh, just to say a little something about the secretive. I think that there is a truth to the fact that our dreams, when we share them, we are revealing a lot of information about ourselves. And I wrote about this once. It's it's like walking through the airport through the X-ray machine. It's like a dream shows you what's going on behind the scenes. It's more than naked. It's it's like soul level revealing. Uh-huh. And I like to think of the fact that we live in a world where if we if we were wise, we wouldn't have many secrets. I think um but if we are navigating some difficult terrain and yet we're paying attention to dreams and we want to have our journals reflect some of the wisdom that we're that we're unpacking, but we are afraid. I mean, I've had my journals stolen before. I've had them read by the mm-hmm. wrong person, which was horrible, especially when what was in the journal was written about the person who found it. <laughs> it was like, no, wow. oh my God, this is a, a true nightmare. So I think there's there's moments in our lives where where we're going through these kind of things. And hopefully everybody listening and or watching is at a very different stage in their life where they can wear their soul on their sleeve and there's only good that comes from that. I'd like to, that's the kind of world I'd like to live in. But until we get there, there's a place and time for keeping some things close to our vest. Would you agree, Bob? I would. Uh-huh. And there are also people, uh, there are uh, millions of people in the United States who have security clearances and maybe would be reluctant to talk about the substance of their dreams because of that too. Right. Uh, it's yeah. so true. Mm-hmm. I want to say something about what Eugene, we have a, we only have a minute until we go to the break. So at the, after the break, I'll share my dream, my sort of R plus not quite X rated dream, but, and I open and we'll open up the phone lines to anybody who would like to share a dream and talk to Bob about how to walk through the Cree process and the number is 816-251-3555. But in the meantime, with what one of the things that Eugene said to me that I will never forget was how do you navigate through a world where there's so much, oh, I'm going to have to save this until we get to the other side of the break because it's too big of a reveal. How do you do it? How do you make it through this world that is so invasive and so crazy? There's a solution that Eugene taught, and I'm going to share that when we come back from this break. In the meantime, take a look at Eugene's website, which is eugenekovalenkophd.com. And Bob, would you like to share yours? Do you have a website? Uh, No, I don't have a website. Okay. Check out Eugene's. And in the meantime, while we're on the break, check out his book, Portal to Meaning, A Process for Unlocking Dreams. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes and we'll get to talk about you and your dreams. Be right back. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
dream interpretation, and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And I am talking with Robert J. Thompson, aka Bob, and we're talking about his collaboration with Eugene N. Kavalinko, and we're talking about their book, Portal to Meaning, A Process for Unlocking Dreams, talking about the secretive aspect, and there's, um, so w- what I was talking about right before the break was something that Eugene shared with me that I think about every day, and it was he was talking about the psychic work that he was doing with the government and that was that was top secret and and he, i asked him something about when you're psychically connected to kind of the psychic warfare of other countries and other things i said is that overwhelming and he said it's beyond overwhelming it's it's so it's so daunting and i said oh my god how, how do we survive this how do we make it through a world where where there's so much hacking and cyber thievery and all this stuff. And he said, we have no choice but to become enlightened. It's the only way to survive this. Become enlightened. You're not going to fight fire with fire. You're not going to be able to outsmart the hackers. But if you grow your light, that's, that's your safe place. And I thought, wow. Okay, that just adds more fuel to the fire. Has he ever said anything like that in your, does any of that ring a bell to you, Bob? Not directly, but we've certainly talked a lot about uh, the, about uh, the psychic uh, aspects of things. Uh, And I would, you know, my response to that is is that, uh, uh, Eugene had unique experiences uh, uh, in uh, under uh, in secret tunnels under Berlin in yes. 1954, uh, and uh, a lot of other uh, very interesting experiences through through his lifetime as a material scientist. <laughs> and he he knows that to tune into uh, into those sorts of things. And I think that he would say that the first step. In combating this, in 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 waging cyber warfare, is acknowledging that it exists, and there are uh, the, the vast vast majority of uh, of people in our country deny that it even exists, and that's a mistake. Yeah, uh, that that's uh, that's what they that's what the other side would like to have us do is to not even acknowledge that that this exists. But it right. does. I borrow the the line from A Course in Miracles that says, look at the crucifixion, but dwell not on it. And in some way, I feel like some of the things that I've learned from from Eugene, it's 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 terrifying, but it's good to know that's there, to look at it, but not dwell on it. Because how are we going to become enlightened if we're just shaking in our boots every day, living in fear and mm-hmm. jumping at our own shadow? I think we need to do the work to grow our light, but I'll, I'm going to talk about this dream and I've pulled open. I actually flipped it randomly to the page that my dream is written on in this book. And it's um, right here on page 101. So this is the dream that I brought to Eugene 
into the workshop that I had the big breakthrough in. The basic dream was about um, me receiving an award on stage for being a people pleaser. And it was like, yeah, I'm winning an award. Oh, for being a people pleaser. That sucks. But it was a very elaborate award ceremony. And instead of being offered an award, like a gold statue, I was given a very fancy dress that was that was more beautiful than the dress I was wearing. And, and I was told by the stagehand, you have to change into that right now. So I said, well, can't I go backstage? And she said, there is no backstage. You have to change into it right here. And it was a full standing room only audience. So I turned my back to the audience and drop and, and undressed out of the dress I was wearing. And, and then I tried to slip in quickly to the new dress, but it was too tight. And as I was pulling it up, it got caught right under my butt and I was stuck. So there I was with my derriere out there for all to see. And then I, and I was like, what is this dream trying to tell me? What is that? My ass is being like out in public. What in the heck? Oh my God. So after Eugene's workshop and I had this emotional catharsis, I did begin to write a poem. I kind of changed it into another, like a story where I teach people, I, I practice what I preach. The idea is that a nightmare is an unfinished dream. The dream ain't over until the dreamer is exalted and, or at least they're feeling more peaceful. And some, one of the ways to do that is through interacting with it in a creative way. So I picked up the dream where it left off and this is the poem I wrote. So here we go. It's a little long, but it's called No If, Ands, or Buts. My ass is hanging out on stage tonight in front of everyone. My worst fear expressed because I can't fit in my dress. I was supposed to be receiving an award, a reward for being a people pleaser extraordinaire, like Fred Astaire on air, minus Ginger Roger because she's not there. She's trying so hard to get it right holding tight to the rope she walks, trying so hard to do what she's been told, trying so hard to not grow old, trying hard to not be too bold because they won't like you. They won't love you. They won't protect you, won't accept you. No, they won't, they won't do that. They'll reject you. But what the bleep? <laughs> Let me flip the page, page 102. I did what they said. I became the walking dead. I wore the pretty dress they swore would look best on me and my figure. Now they'll have an image that's sure to linger of me and my naked glory trying to wiggle into their ridiculous story real quick before anyone could get a good look at my ass real quick before anyone would have time to ask, honey, why not use a changing room or go backstage to a private womb? Because there is no backstage, not at this age. It's all up front and there's nowhere to hide. So you're forced to see my backside. And the moon, she's full tonight. I'm stuck in a dress that doesn't fit. I'm stuck in my shame and it feels like <clears throat> my people pleasing is broken. That's it. I quit. I'm out. I'm done. Whoever you are up there, see my white flag, you've won. I rip off the dress. I unzip my distress, leave the scene of the crime just in time 
naked as a jaybird, walk in a fine line. And then it hits me after I shake it all off. The worst thing just happened to me. My public humiliation, my ass hanging out for all to see, but I'm not dead. It didn't kill me. I'm still me. In fact, more me, because now I have permission to be surprised to suddenly be free of the shackles that used to bind me to the disease to please that made me blind to the fact that I was in a Stepford trance. But now I can do my own kind of dance to my own rhythm and my own grooves and my own gyrations and my own moves. And wow, this feels really good. I could end this dream right now, but my stage of shame is still behind. I've got to go back and claim what's mine. After all, it's still my ass that's on the line. I've got to figure out how to get this right, how to make it right. If it takes all night, I have to plug into my light. Oh my God, because how can I love if I'm not there? How can I contribute if I don't care? I have to participate to integrate, to excavate, to retaliate, at least put in my two cents. Otherwise, it's not worth me wearing the most beautiful dress. You know what? I deserve this award, a reward for getting my ass back in my body, for honoring my soul that's worth more than gold. In my acceptance speech, I'll share about my glorious derriere out there for all to see. And it didn't kill me. I'm still alive. In fact, now I thrive. Curtsy. <laughs> ah, oh my Lord. I bet, I bet when Eugene shared that with you, it wasn't what you were expecting. Is <laughs> No, it wasn't. <laughs> But uh, people can see you performing that actually uh, on YouTube, I think. Um, Called No If, Ands, or Buts with two T's. <laughs> two T's. <laughs> oh. And I, I love the way you took a, a, a traumatic, uh, anticipatory, traumatic dream and you worked with it and you worked with it to come to that positive, self affirming sort of uh, 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 conclusion. Of, from your dream. Yeah. It wasn't a great, it wasn't a great dream to have had. <laughs> no, but I think they, all the dreams are a blessing, even if it's traumatic, if we work with it. And that was an example of like, wow, we can work with it and change the ending. So let's hear from a couple of people here. We've got Miss Chelsea calling in from Minnesota. So Chelsea, you are live with us. Hey, what, what do you, what's your dream about? And what's your question that you've got for Bob? Chelsea, are you there in Minnesota? Chelsea, Chelsea, I can't hear you. Hey, Kelly, can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Yes. Hey. Sorry. Sorry. How do you want to hold to? I would love to share with you. Great. And Bob, Um, maybe you can go, maybe you can ask her i don't know i'll let you interact with chelsea bob in your with your method well just uh, chelsea just go ahead and share the dream i'm here in minnesota too ah, in minnesota too awesome 
Okay, so I was debating on which stream to share, but I am feeling a pull towards one versus the other. So I'm going to share a dream called um, the aura, the rainbow aura flame. And it's a dream I had um, a couple months ago, but it was one of those powerful dreams that has stayed with me. So I would love, love feedback on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So in this dream, I am at an area that seems familiar, but a little bit different, um, an area that looks familiar um, by my house, in front of my house on the road, and I'm walking down this dirt road, and I come on the end of the road, and I see this, this older man, and this older man is very meticulously um, breaking, and it's almost like... Um, very meticulously that- what? Breaking? Breaking? Breaking. Like breaking. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I stand there for a moment and I'm watching him do this. And all of a sudden it downs on me like, hey, you know, it's this old guy raking and, you know, I should offer to help. So since he's pretty much in this like zen like zone, I decided instead of asking him that I would just grab a rake and start, start helping. Mm. Or so I thought. Mm. Mm. So I grab the rake and I start just raking at what I think is the beginning. Um, All of a sudden, when I kind of get into it, I realize the further that I'm raking down, I'm getting to like bare earth. And on the top layer is uh, like rocks, like kind of like that you would put down for your design or Mm. uh, landscaping, I guess. So I was like, oh, Mm. shoot. Um, You know, I think I'm doing this wrong. I'm going to. I'm going to stop what I'm doing, start over, and ask for help. Mm. So I um, undo what I had did because I feel like it's a mistake, and I approach the old man, and I tell him that um, I'm interested in helping him, offering him help, and where should I start? And he uh, guides me over to this other area, and I start raking. And I keep raking in this uh particular pattern and it almost becomes like a a meditation for me I'm like totally in that zone that I see he's in and um all of a sudden the area that I'm raking the closer I get to the edge there's like an edge and to the edge there's like running water um and so I'm drawn in by the um running water the flowing water and I lean over the edge to take a closer look and all of a sudden these there's like a waterfall and you know how the waterfall is that upcoming mist Mm -hmm. um so this mist comes up to me and all of a sudden it's like these individual water drops are floating um, next to me and in the center of these drops there is a flame and around the flame is this rainbow aura and i'm just (laughs) totally drawn to this and um, wondering what it is, like so fascinated by it. And for me, that was kind of the end of the dream. And um, it was just really powerful to me because like, what is, what is the aura of flame? Oh my God, this is so beautiful. So Bob, just for the sake of time, is it, can we do the short version? Maybe not all 12 questions, but the the five? Well, I, no, I think I can do all five, all 12. And I, I, oh. I think they were all <laughs> positive as I was going through, as you were describing uh, it. Uh, Chelsea, that's a beautiful dream. What a wonderful dream to to have had, uh, especially the 
the, the loving part and, and the becoming of, uh, of entering into the presence of the, of the, uh, the flame and the rainbow aura. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, one, one, one of the principles here is that uh, I, neither I nor anybody else, I think, at least in the decree process, can tell you what your dream means. Uh, I could tell you maybe after I had thought about it a little bit, what it might dream mean to me. If I had had this dream, yes. I would love to have had this dream. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, uh, now but, you have. <laughs> yeah, but I can't tell you, uh, Chelsea. It, it's a transformational dream, though. Uh, yeah yeah what 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 are you what's your yeah I'll weigh in a little if it were my dream because now it is I think there's (laughs) something really um really sweet about the the wanting to help somebody like that that altruism and I think there's some kind of feedback if it's my dream it's like I'm getting feedback from my from the dream maker like kind of rewarding me in some way um, even though I'm helping and it's not necessarily the right way, but I like that there's the notion of going deep and all of a sudden I'm out of my depth and I don't really know what I'm doing, but I like that there's this attempt to help and an attempt to go deep and then realizing at a certain place I need support and then asking for it. So I think these are, this is kind of like words to live by, a formula to live by, and then asking for help and then getting there's just such a beauty in the part of that getting lost in the raking in the meditativeness of it and how sometimes I think some of the best things happen when we just, however it is, we find that meditative place, the portal opens and speaking of portal portal of meaning, I think opens up. And then there's this, whenever water occurs in a dream to me, that is the, it's like something sacred. It's the spiritual, it's the, it's this other world and there's the drops and the mist and the waterfall. To me, it just feels like there's this Shangri-La. If all these aspects are within me, if it's my dream, then it's like I'm opening up to my watery essence that is also that can, that contains the fire that contains my spirit. Um, All I know is the feeling that I have ultimately when I think about this dream is this feels like Bob said, transformational. It feels like if I, was to meditate on the energy of it, create a poem about it, write about this, what it's like to be that drop. I would even work on embodying what is that drop? What does it feel like to have that flame inside? And to just embody that, meditate on that and um, see where that leads in terms of energy, in terms of waking up. Just think that's that's exciting. Sometimes when there's a, a dream that's like this, um, as Bob said, not necessarily does it require um, interpretation, more like here's what to meditate on to amplify mm-hmm. um, one's spirit. So how is that landing on you, Chelsea? Yes, very beautiful. Um, I just kind of sharing this dream and the last one I shared with you, Kelly, the water theme keeps coming up. And I think yes. that's a theme that is coming up in my life right now. And that dream was kind of a prerequisite, I think, just to bask in that feeling because um, I'm kind of trying to step into like my bigger and braver story and start leading uh, dream circles and and women empowerment events. So that to me, like you said, um, it's really encouraging that even if you have to start over, it's not necessarily starting over from the beginning, um, you know, um, but like you also Mm. said, um, not being afraid to 
ask for help or um, yeah advice. Right, right. To access the mentor energy yes, of the hero's journey. That it definitely felt like process. a mentor energy to me. But I never yeah. um I never saw the face of that man. So that energy though definitely came through. I love it. I love it. And it could be that part of yourself. If it's if it were my dream, it would be the mentor aspect of self that knows this terrain. And I just got this little whiff of I don't know if you ever read The Mists of Avalon, did you? I have not. Oh my Lord. I think Chelsea, you would love it. There's this um, little like story that opens the book and it's something about this, this sacred Island where, where these goddesses live and where these great practices and it's, and, but, and, but um, raiders would try to find it, to take it over because it was the, the, the stories, the lore was so engaging, but often they would get lost in the mist but there would be randomly a fisherman just out enjoying his moment, just out on the water that would accidentally bump up against the shore of Avalon. So I think there's something that happens when you're just in the joy of the mundane activity, finding your bliss and that, that, that portal opens up and we find ourselves in this sacred place. So I think you just mapped out a beautiful passage for how to how to wake up, how yeah. to be more awakened through our dreams. So thank you, Chelsea. Um, Keep me posted. Thank you. I'm definitely going to go back to that image again and again. So thank you for that. Right. Thank you. Okay. So I'm putting her on hold, Louie. I hope I just put her on hold in the right way. And I'm not going to just like send her away, but Denise, thank you for being patient, Denise. Okay. Let's hear your dream and let's see if we can yeah, do it, the pre process it, with it. it. Yeah, it's just images more. It was a dream, but uh, I got to finish sneezing a couple times too, so I'm gonna sound kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I don't care. I, I dreamt I, I dreamt that I was um um riding a bicycle, and I had somewhere to go, and I'm riding this bicycle, and then all of a sudden, I come upon some steps going up, ascending up, and I just picked up that darn bicycle. And had it in my hand and carried it up the steps. And mm. it was just this enormous amount of strength. And I'm like, even in the dream, I'm like, well, how am I carrying this bike with no difficulties? It was like a piece of cake. And I'm thinking 30 years ago it would have been, but now I could probably still do it. But I was just like Hercules. So that was the dream. The dream was about me going up these steps. But like I said, I had to get to this place. And the steps became... I can't even say it was an obstacle because I defeated the obstacle because I picked up the bike and started walking up in steps and the dream ended. So I'm going to guess I got to my destination. The dream ended. That's it. Oh, Denise. Oh, this is great. Okay, Bob, I'm handing it over to you. Yeah, it would have been having two transformational dreams in a row. In a row. It's a high vibe day. I mean, uh, uh, people are going to say, oh, well, is he going to say this about every dream? Uh, well, but, I had uh, the traumatic dream, so we can yeah, it with you, that. You definitely had the traumatic dream. It was not uh, transformational. Um, but uh, Denise, that's a beautiful dream about uh, where you had good, uh, good emotion. You were, uh, um, you were responding. You were expressing yourself by picking up the bicycle. You were interacting with the bicycle and with the steps and and uh, and with the road, uh, it sounded like it was pretty complete to me. Like you didn't have a feeling that something else was out there, pleasant, safe, 
uh, high esteem, uh, good uh, you were being very authentic with uh, with what you were doing. Uh, you were beloving the whole situation. I mean, you were uh, you were expressing yeah. your appreciation to uh, yeah. uh, to all of it, and uh, and you were you were uh, uh, becoming you were becoming a, a, a more whole person. A, a beautiful dream, two beautiful Ooh, dreams. Yeah, I love Thank it. Thank you. I'll weigh in if it were my dream. And I just, um, I ditto everything that, that Bob said, it does feel like a very powerful dream. And I just love that if it's my dream, I mean, I think sometimes going up can be, can represent that I'm aspiring to something. I'm trying to elevate my consciousness, but it's not easy. It requires effort. It doesn't just, it's not like a downhill slope. It's, it requires effort. And I think sometimes going up can also be like, you know, an uphill battle if there's a difficulty, but I love that there's this notion in, in the dream that I can do this. I can just, like, I just pick it up. Like, I'm not going to stop in my tracks. I'm not going to throw in the towel. It's like, I'm Hercules. I'm stronger than I, than I thought. So to me, this is like, so my question to you really quick, Denise, is how would you, how will you apply this in your waking life? Is there something coming up that it requires you to realize that you're stronger than you thought? I know. That's what I'm kind of thinking. And like you said, I like the fact that I was growing up and it was no difficulty at all. So even if it was something negative coming, which I don't think it is, but even if no. it is, I like the fact that I'm going to yeah. The dream is telling me you got the endurance, you got the physical strength anyway. And sometimes physical is just as well as mental. But I had the physical strength in that dream. That, I picked up that bicycle like I was 15 years old. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm carrying this bicycle up this step. So, yeah, I think um, yeah, I think something is coming. And I think when it comes, I'm going to be physically, at the very least, ready for it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And, we sh- and the show is what a perfect note to end that on. I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much, Bob. Jay Thompson and Eugene and Kavalenko. Thank you so much. Everybody get this book portal to meaning a process for unlocking dreams. Thank you for being on the show today until we meet again. Don't take your dreams lying down. Sweet dreams. Thank you for listening to unity online radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Debbie Smith, and Meredith Tolleson, we will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.